the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Bruce Hooley Show, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 Columbus. Glad to have you along. If you're new to the show, you're in for a treat. You may not know we start every Thursday second hour with Matt Mayer, a friend from OpportunityOhio.org. Matt is exploring a run for governor, at least the Republican nomination for governor in the state of Ohio. You can find out more at his website, OhioMatt.com, and you can follow him and should on Twitter at OhioMatt. So, Matt, welcome to the show today, and it's interesting, I had... uh, an email interaction with uh, Dan Tierney, who is uh, Governor DeWine's uh, press secretary. And I asked him about uh, the governor's editorial recently in the Columbus Dispatch, where it seemed to me the governor was equating every protest of a drag show in the state of Ohio to a Nazi protest. In the, uh, of You must be a Nazi if you're protesting drag shows because the Nazis protested this one drag show. Uh, Dan assured me that that was not the case but he said the governor was Ohio's most child-friendly governor ever, which I reminded him was uh, certainly an overstatement given the governor's position on school choice that other states have enacted universal school choice, and we have yet to, and I think that's largely because the governor refuses to get behind it and advocate for it. Yeah, look, thanks for having me on. I mean, look, the DeWine Houston administration simply cannot make that claim. Their voices have been AWOL on issues like universal school choice, on protecting girls in the bathroom, yep. protecting kids from woke ideology, uh, and all the stuff coming out of CRT. Uh, they've been silent on protecting girls on the sports pitches. So, like, the idea that they can say we are the most kid-friendly administration uh, is just poppycock. I mean, if you want to see kid-friendly, you need to go down to Florida, Arkansas, and all the other states that are – actively working with the voices of their governor, their lieutenant governor, on these issues. I mean, I, I, I heard John Houston made some remarks uh, the other day about, you know, social media is the, is the you know, a, a grave threat to our kids. And his single response was, parents, then, parents need to do more to stop it, rather than to say, as a state leader, we're going to take, you know, the moral authority here mm-hmm. and push back on some of these things. They're essentially blaming parents for for not, uh, you know, monitoring your kids. And, yeah, parents need to be more aggressive. However, you know, the problems that we face as a state when it comes to our kids, they are silent on every one of them. I did not see uh, Lieutenant Governor Husted's remark, but that mindset to me, Matt, uh, is an off-stated Democratic mindset. We hear it from Mayor Ginther every single time there's a shooting in Columbus. All the parents need to do more. This is unacceptable. The parents need to do more. Conversely, as you mentioned, in Florida, there's a governor, Ron DeSantis, who defines leadership as determining the right position on an issue and then convincing people to come to your side. Leadership is not taking a poll and saying, oh, 51 percent of the people are in favor of A, so I'm in favor of A. That's not leadership. And we see it with him getting rid of diversity, equity and inclusion, with him enacting universal school choice, with him targeting Disney for their not so secret gay agenda. I mean, I wish we had 
bold leadership from the governor's office in the state of Ohio, like we see it, as you mentioned, not just in Florida, but in Arkansas and in Iowa and other places. Yeah, look, you know, I, you know, you know, the, the, the one of the thrusts of my, you know, campaign for governor is, you know, is to adhere to Ronald Reagan's plea to paint with bold colors, no pale pastel. So you'll see me hashtag bold colors, no pale pastel. Unfortunately, what we got out of Mike DeWine and John Houston are nothing but pale pastels, and and that's a real problem, right? Because you know these are not these should not be controversial issues for a Republican governor. Republican lieutenant governor and supermajority Republican legislature to get done. Yet, year after year, they don't get done. And so, you know, and this is just not on, on let's call them the social issues. This is on right to work. This is on eliminating state income tax. This is on repealing Medicaid expansion under Obamacare that John Kasich did. I mean, I, I could go on and on, and I do at you know, the OhioMath.com where you can see my detailed agenda on issue after issue. And, and that's the real problem here, as Ohio is in the back of the pack on virtually every single issue you can kind of look at economically, in, in many cases socially. Matt Mayer is our guest, OhioMatt.com, his site where you'd like to read his uh, position paper on many of the issues that are plaguing Ohio or certainly apply to Ohio. You can uh, follow his business-related site, Ohio uh, OpportunityOhio.org. Follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt. And speaking of business in Ohio, you have sounded the alarm for, for the alarm for a long time that it's really not authentically accurate to say that Ohio is doing well. It's accurate to say that Columbus is doing well and maybe suburban Cincinnati is doing well. And I read with interest this story from a television station in Cleveland saying that Cleveland City Council is trying to come up with money $50 million to pair with what they hope will be $50 million federal dollars to clear land for development. They say the, the city councilman that, that parroted this idea says they get calls all the time. You have 20 vacant acres, you have 40 vacant acres, and their answer is no. Uh, is vacant land what's keeping Cleveland and other areas of Ohio from keeping up with Columbus, which is getting you know expansion from Google and Intel and Honda and everybody else? You know, look, absolutely not. I mean, if you look at the 78 counties that are not in the greater Columbus area or greater Cincinnati area, there is tons of land available, right? What's not happening is an emphasis by our leadership to make sure those places are where jobs are coming to. And, and that's a real problem. Now, the other issue, Bruce, is, look, it, it, they, they can have everything shovel-ready, quote, which we know never really is. Yeah. But if, if Ohio isn't viewed as an attractive place to bring your business or keep your business, then, then it doesn't matter. They won't come. And that's been the, the problem. I mean, there's a reason why we had to bribe Intel, which is a company in crisis that's bleeding cash, bleeding market share. We had to bribe them with $2.1 billion to come here. But of course, they came to Columbus, right? And so th- th- this, is a, this is a broader problem. And that's why I say, look, I'm not a fan of economic development groups like Jobs Ohio, which after 12 years, the data is clear. It's a failure. I don't like them picking winners and losers. If we had leadership that focused on the broad contours of an economy, that looked at all the areas that we have low taxes, low regulation, right to work, the, you know, low energy access, the things that matter to big, to big companies and, and manufacturers, we'd, we'd have the opportunity to become one of those top, top states. But instead, right, we, we try to bribe this company, bribe that company. And at the end of the day, that's why we see a hollowing out of most of Ohio in terms of people and jobs. The best and brightest are going elsewhere because, right, the opportunities here aren't that great. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Mayer, our guest, OpportunityOhio.org. His other site, OhioMatt.com, will explain his positions on myriad issues that pertain to the state of Ohio as he explores a run for governor. 
I wanted to give you a chance to weigh in on the Durham report, and we got further evidence of the weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI today and the whistleblower testimony that's still going on on Capitol Hill. Uh, James Comey, um, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, the FBI came out really bad in this, and so did Adam Schiff came out really bad in this. I want to play you a clip from James Comey being questioned several years ago by Adam Schiff. Director Comey, was the president's statement that Obama had his wires tapped in Trump Tower a true statement? With respect to the president's tweets about alleged wiretapping directed at him by the prior administration, I have no information that supports those tweets. We now know, Matt, that that was a completely bogus statement by James Comey under oath. What will shake out from the Durham report? You've seen the way that the Democrats and their... uh, allies, which is almost all, all media, have reacted to it. Yeah, look, I, I, I am hoping that there is some accountability. And I, I think for uh, the reality at this point for us is that needs to be lawsuits by President Trump, uh, you know, George Papadopoulos, um, you know, uh, Carter Page, uh, General Flynn against these people for what they knowingly did that that had no support for it, no basis in law. So so, you know, to get beyond their federal immunity for, you know, government acting as government a- a- entities, that they were clearly reckless and malicious in what they did. That needs to be pushed forward. And, you know, I saw Kevin McCarthy and I applaud him for this to try to start pushing action to essentially hold Adam Schiff and possibly Eric Swalwell accountable. Adam Schiff is a reprehensible thug who masquerade as a politician. That guy lies. He lies willingly. He yep. lies all the time. And he can only do that because he's from a far left district in California. But he needs to be held accountable. And, you know, they have the speech and debate clause that they, you know, wrap themselves around to protect them, what they say when they're in Congress. But that guy went on TV countless times and lied and, and maligned, defamed lots of people. I hope they're going after him. Because that's the way we hold these guys and gals accountable for what they did, right? It is just reprehensible what they've now uh, – we know now full story of what they did. So I hope there's accountability, but that's realistically about the only way we're going to get it is through private lawsuits and, and Kevin McCarthy pushing through the House uh, some type of, of, of uh, rep, you know, con- conduct issue against Adam Schiff and Swalwell. Well, I don't give you much time to react to this. We've got about 30 seconds, but I don't see how there can be accountability when we have Democrats in Congress today hearing exactly what happened to these FBI agents, and then they accuse the FBI agents of not being whistleblowers. Like, oh, the FBI says you're not a whistleblower, so you're not. Yeah, I mean, this is that, that, that's because we reached a point in, in politics in America that, that you, are, you are blindly one side, right? And that's the left. They, they, they see what they want to see and only that. So the only way to fix this is to take control of Congress, both House and Senate, get the presidency, and then start demanding accountability from these folks. Hold them accountable. That's about the only thing we can do. Yes, it is. We can also elect authentically conservative governors, and uh, we'll just hold that thought and keep a good thought, as we always do when we have you on the show. Matt, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. OhioMatt.com, OpportunityOhio.org, and at OhioMatt. You can probably cite a couple examples of departures from equal protection under the law. Oh, the Hunter Biden laptop, for one. Uh, the uh, testimony I played from James Comey during my interview last segment with Matt Mayer, Comey lying under oath. That's a crime. 
Is Comey being charged? No, he's not. Is John Brennan being charged? No. Is James Clapper being charged? No. None of them are being charged. Those you know about, but this one you may not. Uh, Yesterday, the U.S. attorney from the state of Massachusetts, a woman by the name of Rachel Rollins, resigned her position. Now, why? Why would Rachel Rollins resign her position as uh, Massachusetts' top federal law enforcement officer? I mean, after all, uh, the Biden administration went to the mat to get Rachel Rollins appointed to that position. Uh, She did not have the support of any Republicans in the U.S. Senate. All 50 of them opposed her appointment. Uh, Why? Why do you think that is? Well, racism. That's what a Democrat would tell you. No. Uh, She had been the top prosecutor for Suffolk County, Massachusetts, which is where the city of Boston is located. In her role as the prosecutor in Suffolk County, Massachusetts, she didn't get along very well with the Boston Police Department because she was advocating, can you guess? I bet you can. She was advocating for what she termed the most ambitious criminal justice reform ever. What did that include? Well, it included a policy not to prosecute low-level crimes, such as shoplifting, a policy that has given rise to innumerable videos from across the country where people go into... Clothing stores, jewelry stores, uh, drug stores with a garbage bag. Are they there to clean up? No. Well, yes, they are there to clean up, but not in the conventional sense. They're there to uh, enrich themselves by just helping themselves to merchandise off the shelves because, after all, shoplifting is not a crime. These are the policies of Rachel Rollins. That is why she had no support in the U.S. Senate, but lucky for her, there were 50 Democrats and all 50 of them, including Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, went along with her appointment, which then handed her appointment over to the tie-breaking vote of Vice President Kamala Harris. And Vice President Kamala Harris was like, look, I got my job because I'm a black woman. So, Rachel, you're in luck. We will make you the top federal law enforcement officer in Massachusetts, which, you know, would have been, I guess, fine. If Rachel Rollins hadn't broken repeated laws, not just policies, not just inner office protocols, but laws in her role as Massachusetts top federal prosecutor. What did she do? Oh, well, she went to a political fundraiser at which Dr. Jill Biden appeared. So you're not allowed to do that if you're a federal law enforcement official, because that tends to indicate that you have a political leaning, which... We might have gotten a hint of Rachel's political leanings from the fact that she had the support of all Democrats and no Republicans. But never mind, you can't do that. Well, she went anyway. And she went in her government vehicle. Whoops. And then she got involved in an election for a local prosecutor. And she texted denigrating information about the candidate she wanted to lose to a Boston newspaper reporter, with the proviso, don't quote me. Well, whoops-a-daisy, wouldn't you know? The reporter quoted her anyway. And the information, didn't quote her by name, but the information could have only come from Rachel Rollins. Now, all of this stacked up to an investigation of her, and she was guilty. She lied about it, 
But then she was. She said, for instance, no, I never texted that reporter. No, I never did. Uh, excuse me, uh, Miss Rollins. Here is the text that you sent from your phone. Oh, well, okay. Uh, I guess I forgot I did that. So they had her dead to rights on multiple federal law violations. Is she going to jail? Is she being prosecuted? No. You know why? Oh, because Merrick Garland's busy. His Justice Department's really, really super busy. They don't have time to prosecute her. They allowed her to resign. Is she going to be charged? Is there anything in the pipeline to charge her? Of course not. Yet the Democrats on Capitol Hill will rail about how, oh, we're not weaponizing the Justice Department. Oh, you guys are crazy. After all, Trump, 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 January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, MAGA, 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 MAGA. It continues. And it will continue. Because anytime you try to point out the duplicity, point out the double standard, the Democrats come back with, Trump, January 6th, MAGA, extremism. There is no room in their minds for any equal application of the law or anything objective because they are incapable of being objective about anything that they can remotely tie to Donald Trump. They just are irredeemably afflicted with Trump derangement syndrome. They just are. So how do we bridge the divide? How do we withhold, or not not withhold, uphold? How do we uphold the standards, the practices, the policies, that have allowed us to progress to a point where you know that if I just don't break the law, I'm fine. I'm allowed to think what I want to think. I'm allowed to speak about issues according to the way I view the world. I'm allowed to worship how I want to worship. I'm allowed to worship who I want to worship. Those protections, which have always existed in our country, are now going by the wayside. And I got to admit, I thought back when this movement first started, it was on college campuses, and I kind of viewed that as, oh, kids are idealistic, and professors are idealistic, and it's not the real world, it's a closed environment. When those kids get out and have to earn a living, buy a house, pay the bills, they'll come around. I mean, I was pretty liberally minded in my 20s. Then I got responsibility, then I got accountability, and then I became conservative. But these are government officials who are saying this stuff. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.